On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Box Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch every day free and available on all platforms including YouTube. I am James Yarko flying solo on this episode but you can check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks at JayYarko underscore Bucks at DHarrison82 and at Bucks underscore Nation. We still have no word as to any kind of official decision as to whether or not Tom Brady is going to return for the 2022 season, that age 45 mark that he has always talked about. And I will tell you this, in about 10 minutes, Tom Brady's Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald is going to be airing on Sirius XM NFL Radio. And if something pops up in the middle of me recording this, While that is going on, I'm going to break from exactly whatever I'm doing, and we're going to flip the script and talk about anything that he may mention. If I had to guess, I would say he's not going to make any official announcements or any decisions on his podcast. That seems more like a video thing or, you know, some sort of major production that that he would do. But just saying we're going to dive in to a couple more of the options as Buccaneers fans are looking behind door number two. Uh, for potentially the second time in the Bruce Arians Tampa Bay era. And we're going to start things off uh, on on my shows anyway. David started off yesterday with the in-house guys as well as Jimmy Garoppolo. Spoiler alert, Evan Klosky will be on tomorrow's episode. He also wants to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. So he and I are going to dive a little bit deeper into Jimmy G on tomorrow's episode. But today... I'm going to talk about the sexy names, right? There are two names that a lot of Buccaneers fans bring up when it comes to whether or not Tom Brady is going to retire or not, and that is Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. So let's dive into those two guys, take a look at it from where they are now, what they could be with the Buccaneers, what it could potentially cost, things of that nature. We're going to kick things off with the other number 12, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, that is the hot topic, has been since the NFL draft last year when when we thought he was being traded to the Denver Broncos. And really, this has kind of been swirling, spiraling, cooking, whatever you want to call it, since the Packers traded up in round one to draft Jordan Love two years ago. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee's draft special talking about how great it would be to draft a receiver in the first round. There were a lot of really good ones in that 2020 NFL draft that probably would have helped them in an NFC championship against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the Packers trade up. They take Jordan Love, very much a Rodgers-Favre situation now with Rodgers on the other side of that. They have not drafted a receiver in the first round since 2002 when they drafted Javon Walker. They have recently lost their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, to those Denver Broncos. And since they won the 2010 or the Super Bowl in 2010, they have a losing record in the postseason. Aaron Rodgers has not even been back to the Super Bowl since they defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 
all those years ago. So the that's kind of a theme with these two quarterbacks, right? And it's looking like it could be a theme with somebody like Patrick Mahomes. You get to one early on as a starter in your career, then all of a sudden you can't win another one. Russell Wilson wins one, goes back to the Super Bowl the next year, loses to the Patriots. Aaron Rodgers wins one early on against the Pittsburgh Steelers, hasn't been back. Patrick Mahomes now four straight AFC championships, only one Super Bowl to show for it. So when you take a look at, at Aaron Rodgers, why would it work in Tampa? Well, it's really, really simple, right? You have tons of weapons. You, you, uh, I'm, I'm talking about this assuming, and we all know what they say about assuming, Chris Godwin and the reports of him being the Buccaneers' number one focus this offseason, making sure he comes back. I am assuming those are true. I'm also assuming they get something done and Chris Godwin stays with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So right out of the gate, you have two legitimate wide receiver options. Of course, then you take a look at the potential of Scotty Miller. You take a look at the potential of somebody like Brashad Perryman coming back or Cyril Grayson who showed flashes. But beyond that, you take a look at this NFL draft and there are going to be receivers there in the draft that the Buccaneers could go after to be that Antonio Brown replacement. So you have guys that are versatile, someone like Chris Olave out of Ohio State, somebody that can play the outside, he can play the slot, he has speed, he can get separation, he's very shifty, very quick, can move around a lot. That's the kind of player that the Buccaneers would want to draft. He's kind of that can-do-everything receiver. You still have Cameron Brait there at, at tight end, could bring back O.J. Howard. Would Gronk be willing to come back and play tight end if Aaron Rodgers is in town? I tend to think maybe. You know, Gronk said uh, that he would consider coming back even after Brady retires. He enjoys playing for this organization. He enjoys his teammates. At the same time, he also said that if he had to make a decision right now today, and of course this was about a week and a half ago, that he would choose to retire. So Gronk's future is very much up in the air, but I would say that if the Buccaneers get a quarterback the caliber of Aaron Rodgers, Gronk would be willing to play in that kind of environment because it's a very similar one to what he's already been playing in in Tampa. You have a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. You have all these offensive weapons around you. You can go out there and you can win a Super Bowl. So time will tell on the Gronk front. Right now we're focused on the quarterback situation and Aaron Rodgers fitting in a Bruce Arians offense where there's a lot of deep passing, something he already does a lot of in Green Bay with Marquez Valdez, Scandling, Devontae Adams, obviously, Alan Lazard. Those guys are all deep threats. They're just not reliable ones. Outside of Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez, Scantling either looks like a Pro Bowl receiver or he looks like he has hands made out of stone. He's just not a reliable guy. Same thing goes with, with Alan Lazard. They brought back Randall Cobb, who had flashes, but he's not the Randall Cobb that he was eight years ago, and he's not going to be. In Tampa, you have your Devontae in, in Mike Evans. You have you know, arguably one of, if not the most talented receiver in the NFC South in Chris Godwin. You're, you're looking at bringing in somebody else to fill that third wide receiver role you know, there's a lot of weapons for Aaron Rodgers to be able to utilize. So very similar 
uh, parallels between why Brady left New England, why Aaron Rodgers wants to leave Green Bay, and it's all about maximizing his opportunities on offense with weapons. Still have questions at the running back situation with Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, being the, the lone guy under contract. Would Ronald Jones come back? Would Leonard Fournette be willing to come back for maybe a little bit less money to be the feature guy that he was in 2021 and, and have an opportunity to play with another Hall of Fame quarterback and, and really take another run at a championship? Again, time will tell. But the Buccaneers are still an enticing place to play even with all the pending free agents, especially for a quarterback that has complained about not having weapons. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. And look, there might be less football being played. You have the Pro Bowl this weekend, then you have the Super Bowl, and then that's it. But Bet Online has way more odds and info for this playoff season from scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. It's not just football, betonline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is your number one wagering destination bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts segment two here of the locked on bucks podcast thank you for making locked on bucks your first listen every day and hey the peacock and williamson nfl show podcast is going to be on the road to los angeles for super week Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL show today to get the most comprehensive coverage of the big game. It is also free and available on all platforms. Back to talking about Aaron Rodgers. We talked about how did we get here. We talked about why it worked. Let's talk about why it doesn't work. Aaron Rodgers entering his age 39 season, and I'm not saying that's a reason why it won't work. But now you're putting yourself in a situation, and I realize the Buccaneers, Bruce Arians, that whole regime, Jason Light, they all know that they're still in win-now mode, right? So maybe another two- to three-year rental on a quarterback is something that entices them. But what the problem is, is when you continue to do these two-, three-year rentals on these high-priced quarterbacks, is you're setting the team up for long-term failure. Why? because of the amount of money that it costs. Think about how much money they kicked down the road in order to bring back that Super Bowl roster for last season. You're talking about a team now that has 25 free agents coming up and they only have about $30 million in cap space. If Tom Brady retires, that's going to drop to like $6 million. You're going to have $24 million in dead cap that hits because you tried to kick all this money down the road. We're seeing that with New Orleans. They're $77 million over the cap right now. And Sean Payton's like, deuces, I'm out of here. Because eventually, you kick the can down the road enough, at some point, you have to pay the piper. So, are Jason Light and Bruce Arians willing to leverage the future of this franchise in order to make another run at a Super Bowl? I don't know. Are you guys, as fans, willing to take on another decade of ineptitude in order to get potentially 
one more Super Bowl within the next two to three years to bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Personally, I think a lot of ask Bengals fans right now. It's been 31 years since they had even won a playoff game. The last time they were in the Super Bowl and lost to the 49ers, I was two years old. Ask them if they would give up another decade of incompetence to win in two weeks from now against the Los Angeles Rams. And I'll bet you they say that they are. But look, the other problem of why this isn't going to work is Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy that from the outside looking in, he seems like a little bit of a diva, right? A little bit of a, a of kind of that attitude and, and things like that. And I guess you could make the argument that Brady seemed to be that way too in New England. We saw a whole new side of Tom Brady's personality when he came to Tampa. For those of you that watched the Aaron Rodgers Tuesday episodes of the Pat McAfee show, he's a little more open and honest, and that got him in a little bit of hot water with some people on social media. But he's showing a little bit of that side. But he's a little egomaniacal at times. Is he willing to take the risk of going down to Tampa? Let's say in this hypothetical world, Aaron Rodgers comes down to Tampa. Gronk's like, I'm in. I'm back. I'll play with A-Rod. Chris Godwin comes back. They draft Olave. So now you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk, Olave, Brait, Lenny comes back. Now let's say Aaron Rodgers still can't get to a Super Bowl. Let's say he gets to back-to-back -to -back NFC championships and loses again. Now you have people who not only doubted his ability to get back to the Super Bowl in Green Bay, and they kind of forgive him a little bit. It's like, well, you know, he does need some more weapons. He and Devontae can't do it all. Now he goes to Tampa and it's like, oh, well, he had all of Tom Brady's weapons in Tampa and the guy still can't get to the Super Bowl. Is he willing to take that on? Is he willing to put that on his shoulders that if I go here, if I follow the Tom Brady path, and I don't win what's going to happen to me in the, you know, with public perception. It's very possible. It, it's also possible that he's like, no, I absolutely don't want to go fill in for Tom Brady, who just retired in Tampa. I want to go do it somewhere else and with someone else. It would make sense if he wants to go play in Indianapolis. That's another team that's built to win right now. Makes sense to trade him to the Denver Broncos, where he's already familiar with the offensive coordinator, and they could afford to bring in Devontae Adams as well. It makes a lot of sense to move him to the AFC altogether and move him out of the NFC. Think about it. The, the Bucs and the Packers play this upcoming season. You really, you know, it's Brett Favre all over again. The Packers didn't want to trade him to Tampa because they played Tampa that year. So you put all those things together and you think, you know what? Maybe this won't work. As far as compensation is concerned, you're talking about multiple first-round picks. And I understand the age. I understand the contract. He's got two years left with a cap hit of $46.6 million in 2022 and $33.1 million in 2023. That's going to take some major restructuring, right, for the Buccaneers to be able to do it, not to mention the premium they would have to pay the Green Bay Packers in order to get them to trade him within the NFC. You're talking at least two first-round picks plus 
You're also talking about some day two picks, probably some conditional picks. You're you are talking about leveraging the future both financially and from a draft perspective, being able to get Aaron Rodgers for a potential two, three, maybe four year run. Let's flip it over now to the other sexy name, and that is Russell Wilson. How did we get here? Well, if you guys remember back last year, the week following the Super Bowl, Russell Wilson was in the house. He watched the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, he and his wife were sitting there. Then he hits the radio circuit following that game, talking about how he's not getting protected. He kind of throws his offensive line under the bus and, and he wanted, you know, he was curious about that change. He was sitting there watching Tom Brady be protected and move the ball up and down the field with absolute ease and all these weapons that he had to choose from. The Seattle Seahawks haven't won a playoff game since 2019. They haven't made it out of the divisional round since 2014. Since they lost to New England in the Super Bowl, they are three and five in the postseason. Russell Wilson's only 33 years old. He's got at least four to five years left as long as he's protected. If he continues to take hits like he has been the past couple of years in Seattle, his shelf life is shrinking faster and faster, which is a big reason why he may want out of Seattle still. Could they work out a deal you know, to, to trade Russell Wilson? Absolutely. But is Pete Carroll willing to do that, knowing that his time is probably limited? He's got to win now in order to keep his job, and his best chance of winning is with Russell Wilson. And again, we have some parallels here. Russell Wilson wins a Super Bowl very early on as a starter in the NFL and hasn't won one since. He's been back to one since, but hasn't won one, much like Aaron Rodgers. He wins in 2010. Hasn't been back yet. Why does this work? We know Russell can absolutely sling it. Russell Wilson in Bruce Arians offense would work beautifully. He's really, really good at those quick, short passes. He's good at improvising with his legs when he needs to. He wouldn't need to as much in Tampa, but he's really good at it. And we know he can hit the deep ball that Bruce Arians loves to throw. He likes throwing it to DK Metcalf. He likes throwing it to Tyler Lockett. He can do similar, if not more damage, throwing to guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Cyril Grayson. You still have the tight end over the middle there with Cameron Brait, and he utilizes his tight end sparingly in Seattle. So having a more reliable tight end target could open up a little bit more of Russell Wilson's game. So he would fit perfectly in a Bruce Arians orchestrated offense. And you know, if Byron Leftwich is moving on to Jacksonville, we know that Bruce Arians has said that he's going to take on the play calling duties. So things could really open up and we could finally see Russ really start to cook. But again, there are speed bumps. We're going to get to those in just a moment. This episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands that their warehouse happens to carry? 
you have your own computer with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or a car dealership? Not only that, but Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers and do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of Locked On Bucks Podcast. James Yarko flying solo, but you can find me and David Harrison on Twitter at jarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. Quick update before we wrap up this conversation. Tom Brady on his Let's Go podcast has not made a decision. Rick Stroud and Greg Allman. Stroud, of course, of the Tampa Bay Times. Greg Allman of The Athletic have tweeted out some quotes from Tom Brady regarding what he has said on his show. And, uh, you know, one of the things that he said that he wasn't sure the motivation of ESPN and the focus should have been on the conference championship games, not on him, which is 100% accurate. And he said that he wasn't sure their motivation, but that's not for him to decide. And then uh, Tom Brady also said, or Jim Gray asked if he had a timeline and Tom Brady said, quote, I'll know when the time is right. I'm not going to race to some conclusion on that. So there you have it. That is the latest. Let's talk about Russell Wilson real quick and why this doesn't work. Again, similar speed bumps to why Aaron Rodgers doesn't work in Tampa, right? Seattle would not want to trade Russell Wilson within the NFC first and foremost. Second, you have the cost. Now, both Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, their contracts have outs after this past season. So this offseason, both of them can, you know, there are outs built into those contracts. With Rodgers' situation, when they restructured, that was something he had built in to try to get out of Green Bay because of his frustration with the organization. So Russell Wilson has an out after this season, but if he were to be traded, he has cap hits of $37 million in 2022, $40 million in 2023. So you're going to have to do some financial gymnastics and some major restructuring to get that to work. In the process of that, you're probably going to work out an extension to spread some of that money out make Russell Wilson's cap hit a little bit cheaper. But for the Buccaneers, it's going to cost at least one first rounder, maybe multiple, in addition to multiple other picks. We're talking like three day two picks. Now, when talking to Corbin Smith, the host of Locked on Seahawks, you know, when he and I were kind of going back and forth, when I said, you know, the Buccaneers should be interested in Russell Wilson, he said, the Bucs don't have the assets for Russell Wilson. We shouldn't even think about it. We shouldn't even talk about it because in addition to multiple draft picks, Seattle is going to want a quarterback in exchange. Now, the Bucs have a quarterback that they could trade in Kyle Trask or maybe Blaine Gabbert, but would Seattle want either of those guys? Probably not. 
So you're looking at a, a roadblock in that sense, if what Corbin is reporting is correct. And Corbin's pretty spot on with the Seahawks. I'm not going to discredit anything that he has said. Typically, if Corbin tells us something's going on with Seattle, it ends up coming to fruition. So I have no questions about what he is hearing that the Seahawks would want in terms of compensation. And he brought up the fact that it's the Philadelphia Eagles, if Russell Wilson gets traded, is probably the front runner. And that's because in addition to giving them a quarterback, Jalen Hurts, they can also pay the premium for being within the NFC. And we're talking about those three first round picks that the Philadelphia Eagles have in this upcoming draft. The Bucs are drafting down at the bottom of the 20s. Seattle's going to want something higher up than that. Philadelphia can provide that. Not only can they provide one of them, they can provide three of them in order to get Russell Wilson. So if he stays in the NFC, the Bucs may not have the capital to pay that premium and, and give Seattle everything that they want. And if Philadelphia is legitimately interested, it's going to be ne nearly impossible to outbid them for the services of Russell Wilson. So with all of that said, I know Buccaneers fans would love to get Aaron Rodgers. I know a lot of them would love to get Russell Wilson. My overall thought on this is Aaron Rodgers, again, immediately keeps the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl conversation. Russell Wilson, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but behind that offensive line with these offensive weapons, he keeps them in that upper tier but he's not up as high as maybe, maybe say the Rams or, you know, we have to see how some of these things shake out, but you know, it's, he keeps them competitive, not the NFC Super Bowl favorites or, or maybe even top two in the NFC. But I don't think either of these are likely to happen. Stranger things have happened. But I think ultimately what we're looking at is Aaron Rodgers is going to end up a Denver Bronco if he is no longer in Green Bay. And if I had to put money on it right now, I would say Russell Wilson is a Seattle Seahawk in 2022. He's he's talked about wanting to be kind of a, you know, he, he wants to be competitive again. He wants to win a Super Bowl. Can the Seahawks build around him, help protect him, and get back to the top of the NFC West. It's going to be difficult, but it's possible. So I know guys, or I know listeners and viewers wanted to talk about Rogers, wanted to talk about Wilson. So I figured I would kick things off with those sexy names. Um, I would just say it's time to look to see what else is behind door number two to tease some of that. Like I said, I will have Evan Klosky coming up on tomorrow's episode. He wanted to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, which David touched on on Monday's episode. Some fans would probably not be too happy about Jimmy Garoppolo, but if we're being honest with ourselves, Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the more likely candidates to come into Tampa Bay and become the starting quarterback if Tom Brady leaves. Beyond him, some names that I will touch on this week are the likes of Derek Carr, and Deshaun Watson. Yes, we are going to have the Deshaun Watson conversation. It will happen. So with that, more names coming up, more quarterback talk coming up this week. David is going to have his updates coming from Mobile and the Senior Bowl with him and all of those locked-on characters locked into one house. 
Can't imagine that that's going to go over well. There's going to be a whole lot of trash talking every day, all week long. And uh, honestly, David probably wouldn't even get involved. He's, you know, he'd probably just sit back and watch everybody else throw zingers at each other. And he would chuckle to himself. And that would probably be about it. With that, I will, uh, I will bid you all adieu. Thank you for making today's episode of Locked on Bucks your first listen or first watch of the day. But now you need to make your second listen to Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is also free and available on all platforms. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarris82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.